Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. O-G. Make some noise! How you doing, everyone? I'm Russ Salzberg, and once again, I want you all to listen up and get a load of this. If you weren't sure about it before, I am telling you, head coach Pat Shermer and GM Dave Gettleman are indeed the right men for the job to get the Giants turned around. So just wait and see. They will get it done. Now, on the other hand, Hall of Famer Chris Carter is a babbling, bumbling irresponsible idiot who spews inflammatory crap. How's that? So like I said, listen up, because you're really going to want to get a load of this. All right. First things first, because I'm really going to lay into uh, Chris Carter. But having said that, first things first, we're going to talk about Pat Shermer and uh, Dave Gettleman. Giants head coach and general manager. And uh, I didn't need any reassurance. Maybe some fans, maybe some members of the media did. I didn't. Okay? As far as I'm concerned, and this goes back to last season, uh, Shermer and Gettleman were the right men for the job. And I'll tell you, when I made my decision on Pat Shermer, knowing that he was the right guy for the job, you know when it was? It was when the Giants had that horrific start of one and seven. That's when I knew Sherman was the right guy for the job. Because through that entire one and seven, he never wavered. He coached his ass off. And the players played their asses off, albeit in a losing one and seven cause. Subsequently, they end up at five and 11. And I'm not, I'm not here to rehash last season okay but that's when I knew Sherman was the right guy for the job because like I say he coached his ass off the players played hard the locker room stayed together uh you know when you go one and seven you can fall apart and the other thing that I really liked about Pat Shermer he didn't run scared and to this day doesn't run scared of the media Because the media has become, I don't know what you want to call it, a giant octopus. 
with tentacles reaching out all over the place with social media and all this other crap, but it, it's become nonsensical as far as I'm concerned. You know, and many members of the media, for lack of a better term, break balls simply to break balls and look to get under the coach's skin and the general manager's skin. So as far as I'm concerned, Shermer is the right guy for the job. As far as Dave Gettleman goes, the general manager, no question in my mind he's the right guy for the job. And for the very same reason. See, I've been covering the Giants for 30 years. 30 years. I've been around the team for 30 years. And trust me, I've had my run-ins there too. You don't have to like everything the Giants do. And if you don't like the fact that they picked Daniel Jones with the sixth pick overall, that's fine. You're entitled to your opinion. But some of the reasoning behind your opinion is just nonsense bullshit. And the thing I like about Dave Gettleman, Dave Gettleman wasn't going to run. The the guy's a football lifer, okay? He's not going to run his draft board according to what the media and the fans would like to see. He's got thick skin, as does Shermer. They know how to handle it. But as, for, especially from a GM standpoint, I shouldn't say just from a GM standpoint, a coach's standpoint as well. The minute Shermer and Gettleman start making decisions based upon them being worried about criticism from the media... If I saw a morsel of that, I would say that they would be the wrong guys for the job. But I have never, not once, not once seen that. That's why the media, I shouldn't say all the media, members of the media get pissed off at both of them. Because they don't care. They're certainly not going to operate according to what the media wants. And don't don't misunderstand this. It's not that they don't care about the fans. I'm not saying that. But a coach and GM can operate to make the fans happy by abiding to what they would like to see. Going, Going along with their choices, their decisions. Are you kidding me? It can't be that way. No coach or GM or baseball manager, you've heard me say this several times, the minute they start worrying, basing their decisions on what fans and media are saying, they're dead. They have no chance to survive, especially in New York City. Now, I'm bringing this up, you know, in particular, because I just got done spending a weekend uh, 
over at the Giants and, and you know, paying attention, to, like everybody else, many of you, to the draft. So the Giants, with their sixth pick, picked Daniel Jones out of Duke. All right? And it really surprised a ton of people. It surprised a ton of people, including me, yours truly here. I thought they were going to go defense. That's what I thought. But they did not. They went with who they perceive as to be the quarterback of the future for the Giants. The franchise quarterback of the future, that being Daniel Jones from Duke. Now, again, as I said earlier, you don't have to like it. But here's here's that leaves me scratching my head. All last season, all last season, and I'll use the term as I used earlier, media breaking balls for the sake of breaking balls were all over the Giants. In particular, I'll tell you really when it started. It started after game two. They lose the opener at home to the Jaguars. They lose the second game on a Sunday night to to the Cowboys. And that's when it all started. Giants made the wrong pick. They shouldn't have taken Saquon Barkley. They had to take the franchise quarterback and Donald, who subsequently ended with the Jets. Yada, yada, yada. That crap went on for an entire season. They got to get a quarterback. Got to get rid of Eli. Bada beep, bada bop, bada boop. Get done. All season long. Now, the Giants draft a guy that they really love. Not one guy, Dave Gettleman. That organization, that building, love this guy. Whether you like him, whether I like him, whether we love him, whatever, doesn't matter. The organization liked him. Now, here's the reasoning. Here, here's the logic. I've been hearing this until I want to throw up. Yeah, but they could could have got him. You know, they didn't need the sixth pick. They could have got him with the 17th pick. Well, I don't know that. You don't know that. And Gettleman and Shermer and Mara and everybody else didn't know that. So tell me how you and everybody else could be so sure. Gettleman says, and I believe it, because other people say it as well, but Gettleman's the voice because he's the GM, that he knows, in fact, that two other teams wanted him. I'm telling you this. I know the Washington Redskins really wanted him. In particular, the coaching staff really wanted Daniel Jones. You know, now the Redskins, you know, they got Dwayne Haskins. So what are they going to say? Oh, you know, now they're saying that Dwayne Haskins was their guy. Of course they're going to say that. What are they going to say? He was our second choice? That's going to make Haskins feel really good. 
But even even if you think if if the Giants felt so strongly that he was their quarterback of the future to run their franchise, to subsequently be the face of the franchise, or one of the faces of obviously you got Saquon Barkley there. What are you talking about? We know the quarterback's the most important position on the team. Everybody was up the Giants' rear end last year about not having a franchise quarterback. For crying out loud, they wanted to run Eli out of town during the season. The disrespect that Eli received from fans and media was disgraceful. So now the Giants draft their quarterback, and to me, and I've asked this to people several times, if you love a guy... You absolutely love a guy. I don't care what position it is. You love him. Let's say he's a second-round guy. But you love this guy. Man, I really want this guy. You want to make sure you get him? I don't care where you get him. If you get him in the first round, the first pick, so what? That's your guy that you love. And for everybody going nuts, well, he comes from Duke. You know, you know, Big deal, you know, another Duke quarterback. Let me remind everybody, some of you might be a little younger, you don't remember. Back when Phil Sims was drafted, okay, let me remind you this. I remember speaking about this with George Young. Let him rest in peace. I remember speaking about it with Phil, who's a good friend. You know what Phil's record was at Moorhead State his senior year when he was drafted? His team's record was 2-6-1. and one. You know how many touchdowns he threw? Six. You know how many interceptions he threw? Eleven. For a total of 1,229 yards. For Phil's career. For Phil's career at Moorhead State. Nine wins. 28 losses, 32 touchdowns, 45 interceptions. I believe his completion rate was just under 50%. Bill Walsh, regarded as a genius, wanted him in the third round. He was planning on picking Phil Simms to be his quarterback in the third round. That's fact. George Young took him in the first round with the seventh pick. People booed like crazy. Booed like like there was no tomorrow. How'd that work out? Work out okay? Giants fans and fellow members of the media, that work out okay? Phil helped him to two Super Bowls. One, he was as good a quarterback performance as there ever was in a Super Bowl in the first one. Okay. And the second season, he got hurt, but certainly helped them with their record, you know, till uh, he hurt his foot and Jeff Hostetler, Jeff Hostetler had to come in and lead them to that 20 to 19 victory over uh, the Bills. Phil Sims work out okay. 
Nobody knew who the hell Phil Simms was when the Giants drafted him. Who? They didn't know if it was, I mean, he could have been a cab driver. Or, or, or driving a horse and buggy in Central Park for crying out loud. How'd that work out? You, you, you know, I, I mean, I've read things certain places um, as if the Giants, it was a tremendous leap of faith, let's say. Okay? It was an enormous leap of faith selecting Jones. Because it's a gamble, you know, uh, people saying, you know, that could cost, you know, Sherman, Gettleman, other people the jobs. Well, no shit. You, you don't think, I, I'm hearing stuff, well, you know, Shermer and Gettleman, their asses are really on the line now. No shit. Tell Pat Shermer and Dave Gettleman something that they don't know. For the time they signed on, their asses were on the line. Ditto for every coach and GM in the National Football League, Major League Baseball, NBA, NHL, uh, MLS. Come on. You're hired to win. Okay, if it doesn't work out, you lose your job. And it's happened to both of those men. I'm telling you, they're the right guys for this job, because now in this town more than ever, and social media, the scrutiny, it's insanity. It's insanity. The heat is on 24-7. The mob mentality is screaming 24-7. I'm reading over the weekend. Well, Gettleman claims, Gettleman claims that uh, two teams, he knows for a fact two teams were interested. And now you have people saying, well, no, that's not true. Well, how does everybody know that's not true? Explain that to me. Because you know why they say it's not true? Because that F's up the narrative that they want. Again, if you don't like Daniel Jones, if you want Josh Allen or Joe Schmo, you're entitled to your opinion. I have no problem with that, you know, whatsoever. But base it on something. All the talk. I mean, last year, all the talk was about the quarterback. They go out and get a quarterback. And listen to me. I have, I was there. I have been to the Giants every week. I saw all the quarterbacks paraded in. What, what, you know what, I think what 30 people are allowed to come in. You know, 30 players, not all quarterbacks, but, you know, some obviously some of them. And all the big names came in. Giants met with all of them. Daniel Jones was who they wanted. If you don't like the idea that Daniel Jones was used with the sixth pick, you don't like the idea. You know what my suggestion to you is? Get the hell over it. It ain't changing. Fans and fellow members of the media, it ain't changing. 
But to a lot of people, especially in the media, the same people, as I will use the term, breaking balls for the sake of breaking balls. It would bring in a quarterback, get a franchise quarterback, get rid of Eli. Now they bring in a quarterback and now you don't like the quarterback. So because you don't like the quarterback, he's not the right quarterback. How many of you, do you know how many people, I'll bet you all these people doing their criticism of um, Daniel Jones maybe have seen him once, once or twice. The guy that they wanted, uh, the, the edge rusher, you know, Josh Allen from Kentucky, I'll bet you they haven't seen him much. But everybody knows, because you know what? They read and they follow and they follow the narrative, and it becomes a mob mentality. And then when a lot of members of the media say, well, they'll ask Dave Gettleman, well, what do you say to the fans who are really upset with the pick? Well, a lot of the fans are upset with the pick because of the narrative generated by the media. Okay? So let's not just put it on the fans. Let the media be the media. Let the media say, well, Dave, um, let me ask you this. We in the media don't like the pick. Not, and, and what do you say to that as opposed to asking, well, you know, what do you say to the fans who are not happy? Because Dave had a good answer. They will be happy. Give it time. Now, if if I'm sure if Dave would ask, if, if somebody would ask, well, Dave, we in the media don't like the idea. To which I'm sure Dave would say with his Boston twang, who gives a shit what you like? That would be the appropriate answer. Really? It's getting to the point of, of just nonsense. Giants. And, and you know what? Th- this is Gettleman's second draft. Let's give him a little credit. His first draft was pretty good. If you recall, his first tra- draft was, was pretty damn good. You know, Saquon Barkley, Will Hernandez, Lorenzo Carter, B.J. Hill. R.J. McIntosh, okay, the book is still out on him because he was hurt, you know, most of the season. Give Gettleman, you know, let's see what works out here. But because you don't like it or you expected something else, then it's not any good. And I'll tell you, as sure as I'm sitting here talking to you people now, if they would have taken Josh Allen with the first pick, you know, at pick six, and they would have taken, and and let's say they could have gotten Daniel Jones at 17, somebody would have been breaking balls about that. Ah, that's not the guy we wanted. Tough. It's the guy the Giants wanted. Okay, it's the guy the Giants wanted. So the Giants got him. I'm telling you, 
Gettleman and Shermer are the right men for the right job. That is coach and GM of the Giants because they're made of the right stuff. They're men. They don't run scared. Media is not going to dictate. Not at all. Not to them. You don't need to tell Dave Gettleman and Pat Shermer their asses are on the line. That probably, I mean, when a guy signs a job, a contract for as a coach or GM or manager, it might be in the fine print that your ass is on the line. Comes with the territory. They know it. And ultimately, they'll be judged by this pick. Certainly, Dave Gettleman will. And that's fine. It's fine by him. Otherwise, he wouldn't have made the pick. So stop whining and breaking balls about it and, and, and nickel and diming with nonsense just for the sake of breaking balls. Now, that brings me to something else. Brings me to that Hall of Fame wide receiver, Chris Carter, who now masquerades as a broadcaster. This moron, this moron has the balls to come out and insinuate on television, to insinuate that the choice of Daniel Jones over Dwayne Haskins was based on racism. I mean, let me tell you something. This bum, this piece of crap, I will I will call I will call him every name in the book cuz to me that's what he is. He's spewing inflammatory racist bullshit to make noise. I mean, it is absolutely disgraceful. I quote, I quote, I just, this is Carter, I just can't go on without saying this. If Dwayne Haskins, as an African-American, goes to Duke and puts up those mediocre stats, seventh in the conference, he's not drafted day one or damn day two. So when you start talking about a guy can't comprehend, that stuff is racial. I mean, he is so full of shit, Carter should choke on it. And then his dopey, one of his co-hosts there, uh, Nick Wright, I quote, he might not have been drafted at all. We might be at a place right now in the NFL that teams are okay when they weren't before with the black quarterback that's real athletic and runs around and does some things that used to be, oh, that used to be a college quarterback. But this is a black quarterback that's not real athletic. That is just a drop-back passer. He's going to have to beat you with his brain and his arm. Oh, he doesn't run? He's not athletic? Well, hey... I'll go with the six foot five white kid from Duke because he reminds me more of the quarterbacks I've seen. Well, you know what? 
a-holes. Yeah, he reminds the Giants of a quarterback they've seen. That quarterback is Eli Manning. Okay? And the coach that he's had was, was the same guy who's coached Eli and Peyton Manning in college. So, you know, he, well, here's, here's a tip for Dwayne, ha- uh, not Dwayne Haskins, for Chris Carter. Take your Ohio State pom-poms and stick them up your ass. Because you went to Ohio State and you, you were, you're African-American, so they have to draft the black quarterback also out of Ohio State. How stupid a remark could that be? I was there. I was sitting there watching Dwayne Haskins meet with the Giants. I was there watching Kyla Murray meet with the Giants. They like meeting with both those young men. Kyla Murray was a moot point. He was drafted first. If Kyler Murray was around six, who the hell knows what would have happened? My gut feeling was Kyler Murray still wasn't the guy for whatever, because they don't like his height. Whatever. What are you talking about, Carter? What you, what you said is disgraceful. But now let me remind Chris Carter and remind the people who might be fans of yours, you are the same moron speaking to NFL rookies, advising them that, hey, you better have somebody in your posse take the blame for you when you get in trouble. One, Somebody's got to go to jail for you. That was wonderful advice. That was wonderful advice. Really. How stupid can you be? How absolutely idiotic can you be? I guess it was racism last year when the Giants decided not to take the white quarterback that people wanted in Donald, and they took the black running back in Saquon Barkley. Was that racism, you moron? I mean, really, to to intimate racism at an organization that that prior the prior ten years prior to last season had a black GM, Jerry Reese. In fact, your head of uh, player personnel. I don't know how many years it was, was also black, Mark Ross. And you got the balls to spew shit like that. That is an effing disgrace. I mean, folks, you've heard me here enough on these podcasts. You've heard me, you know, on the radio uh, at times sitting in for Bernie and Sid. I mean... I hate when anybody uses race and religion as excuses and just throw it out. Cannot stomach it. And this 
absolutely sickens me. He, did, I don't know, maybe you heard, any of you heard the past weekend, did you hear the comments Mike Tomlin, <laughs> Steelers head coach said, in, in regards to the departure of Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell, Mike Tomlin said, we've had a cleansing. Can you imagine the uproar if a white coach said that about two black players? We've had a cleansing. I know what he meant. Tomlin meant. We're cleaning house. We'll get some of the bad guys we don't want in the place. Okay? And you want to know what? If a white coach said that, he'd be just as justified in saying and having the same feelings. But it would be cries of racism automatically. Because you know what? And you've heard me say this time and time again. To talk about racism is sexy. It creates headlines. So that's all this moron Chris Carter did was create a headline. What he did is absolutely despicable. It's disgraceful. It's disgusting. As far as I'm concerned, Chris Carter is a two-bit bum. Period. Enough said. That is a wrap on today. All right, so I want to thank all of you for being part of my podcast. Uh, I thank you for getting a load of this. Now I'd like to get a load of you. Let me know how you feel. You can, uh, you know, contact me on Twitter, at Russ Salzberg. You can contact me on Facebook. You can really easy check me out on my um, uh, website at russsalzberg.com. My thanks, as always, to the big man across the way. Crash, a.k.a. Mike Caragliano. My compliments, my thanks to the head of the OG Podcast Network, Chris Rudsky, to my outstanding Get a Load of This producer, Tim Einickel, to my WABC program director, Craig Schwab, his outstanding assistant, Matt Dahl, and last but certainly not least, my thanks to you guys and gals out there, because without you guys and gals out there, I'd have nobody here to be talking to. So still next time, it is I, Russ Salzberg, saying to all of you, bye-bye, so long, and farewell. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.